0: Yo, you tuned in straight live and direct to the Jungle Studios. I'm your host, LA, aka the Love Ambassador. Yo, so we got a um, controversial podcast coming out today. Unfortunately, Mr. Philly is. Uh, well, to be honest, it was actually my fault. I was out and about and running late. Uh, so. We couldn't do the podcast because it intervened with some other things that we had on during the course of the day, but he will be back next week. I've come to accept the fact that my ratings will probably plummet for this weekend, but anyway, here we are. So, you have to be living under an absolute rock, like literally under a rock, if you haven't heard all about the climate change and the world is ending and there's like people on one side that are saying that we're all we're all fucked, basically, and then there's the other side, which is like, oh, no, it's always been like this if you look at history and blah, 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 blah. To be honest, actually, both sides of the argument have a little bit of merit. Yes, the you know North Pole and South Pole is melting at an alarming rate. Yes, we are seeing elements of climate change. But then also, for example, I was reading a book on the Vikings of old people, And uh, the world was one point something degrees warmer during that period, which is for argument's sake, I guess, nearly nearly a thousand years ago now. Um, And Greenland was actually called Greenland because it was green, not the ice that it is building on this. Right. uh, The Paris Accords, Kyoto, everyone's reducing emissions. Everything now is about green energy, green technology, electric cars, electric power, uh, everything else. Right? It's the way that it is. Whether you like it or not, that's the way that it is. However, the one dirty word, which is coal, it's not going away like we thought. So this is an article by The Australian, I don't own the rights, this is just a share to educate and everything like that, so go out, subscribe to The Australian, get behind them, great newspaper, uh, and if I make any money of this, if you're tuning in, Rupert, you know, I'll give you a couple of bucks, mate, but I'm not making anything off it. Alright, so the article is called Coal Surge Defies Push for Net Zero Emissions, it's by the journalist Perry Williams, going to read it out. Global demand for coal is forecast to reach record levels next year, driven by huge growth in China and India, defining global efforts to tackle climate change. The International Energy Agency is predicting at least three years of surging demand for coal, just weeks after the world leaders failed to agree on a phase-out of the fossil fuel source at Climate Change Talks in Glasgow. All evidence indicates a widening gap between political ambitions and targets on one side and the realities of the current energy system on the other, the IEA said on Friday. This disconnect has two clear implications. Climate targets are getting further out of reach and energy security is at risk. Energy Minister Angus Taylor said the IAE projections showed strong messages and targets alone would not address climate change. Report after report points out at the yawning gap between ambition and achievement, he said. That's why a real plan to deliver on commitments is so important. Just sounds like a typical poly. That's why we need a proper plan. Mr Taylor said technology was central to making net zero emissions practically achievable for all countries. This is kind of the thing that I have, right? Because they've they've just come out and said, oh, well, we need to have new technology that it's not created yet. Uh, And this is one of the problems I have with the whole thing is there's so much pie in the sky, shit. China and India led the push against phasing out coal in Glasgow, opting to phase down coal use instead. Both countries are leading the surge in global coal consumption and continue to build new coal power power stations. Global coal... Trends will be shaped largely by China and India, who account for two-thirds of global coal consumption, despite the efforts to increase renewables and other low-carbon energy sources, the agency said. But just a random fact, the world is actually greener at the moment than it was in previous decades, because India and China are actually planting a monumental amount of trees. While Asia is leading the way with higher coal consumption, the IEA says coal use has jumped sharply in the US, UK, and And Europe, as power generators switch out of high-priced gas, Europe's actually gone through a power crisis at the moment. So they're actually now looking more into um, going back to coal and also increasing uh, nuclear as well. And uh, the darling of the left, Jacinta, the old Kiwi across the ditch, New Zealand, Yep, they were claiming that they were decreasing and being all green and yelling and pointing their finger at Australia, and they're importing a million tonnes of coal a year and increasing their coal consumption for power as well. Anyway, that's just a little side swipe at our Kiwi brethren. Uh, love you, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you in helping us fight the next war. The IEA report shows that a fallen demand for coal because of the pandemic was a temporary blip rather than a structural retreat. It underscores the gulf that exists between the targets being set to tackle climate change and the actions being taken. Kuseki Sandomori, Director of Energy Markets and the Security IA, said, The pledges to reach net zero emissions made by many countries, including China and India, should have very strong implications for coal, but these are not yet visible in our near-term forecast, reflecting the major gap between ambitions and action. After falling in 2019 and 2020, global power generation of coal is expected to jump by 9% in 2021 to a record high of 10,350 terawatt hours. Coal demand worldwide, including uses powered beyond power generation, such as cement and steel production, is forecast to grow by 6% in 2021. That increase will not take it above the record levels it reached in 2013 and 2014. But depending on weather patterns and economic growth, the IEA said overall coal demand could reach a record high of 8.025 billion tonnes as soon as 2022 and then 8.031 billion tonnes by 2024. Australia retains its crown as the biggest global producer of metallurgical coal used for steelmaking, with exports to lift 11 million tonnes by 2024, as producers continue to sidestep China's import ban by selling supplies to rival buyers such as India and South Korea. A quick deviation on this one, Indonesia who's a major coal exporter has just stopped their coal exports for at least a month in order to help their local power supplies. Uh, and currently China has a ban on Australian exports because uh, we were a little bit naughty with asking what happened to COVID and they didn't like it. To the Chinese listeners and the CCP listening in, you know it's nothing but love from the podcast to you, don't shut us down. Um, but anyway, yeah, so What's interesting now is going to be the dynamics of how much more Australia will actually be exporting because of it and if the ban will still be there or if they'll continue doing what they're doing and putting it into other countries like Vietnam and whatnot and then taking it across the border into China. Consumption of thermal coal used for power generation will rise 7% in 2021, although growth will remain constrained over the next three years amid environmental pressures and difficulty attracting financing to the sector. The IEA says Australia's thermal coal industry is expected to shrink slowly as mine closures outpace capacity additions. The agency expects Australia to produce 287 million tonnes of thermal coal in 2024, about 31 million tonnes less than 2019, with lower demand for coal domestic use. However, However, metallurgical coal production in Australia is expected to increase 11 million tonnes by 2024. So what that means is that whilst some of it will be less used for actual power stations, coal will still be greatly exported for steel, uh, for the steel mills and everything like that. The government's commodity forecast predicts thermal and metallurgical coal exports contribute $57 billion to export earnings in 2022, up a whopping 46%. The IEA had previously said global coal use would have plummeted by 55% by 2030 under net zero pathway to 2050 and declared no new coal mines or gas fields should be opened. Well, as we're seeing, that's not the case. Instead, demand for the polluting fossil fuels has lifted across the board in a blow for global ambitions to cut emissions. IEA Executive Director Fatih Birol said coal is the single largest source of global carbon emissions, and this year's historically high level of coal power generation is a worrying sign of how far off track the world is in its efforts to put emissions into decline towards net zero. Without strong and immediate actions by governments to tackle coal emissions in a way that is fair, affordable, and secure for those affected, we have little chance, if any at all, of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees, like the temperature overall. Of it. That's rising. China, where half of all global, China, where half of all global coal-fired electricity generation occurs, will see generation for power use lift by more than nine percent in 2021. While India is expected this end of this year to grow 12 percent. Even the EU and the US, both aggressively making plans to push coal out of their system, are set to record a 20 percent gain. That's insane. A 20% gain in coal power generation this year, although the lowest levels remain below 2019 numbers. So as we can see from all of this, um, yeah, there's a lot of talk in the old uh, conferences, but when it comes to the reality, vastly different. So, yeah, let's look what the future holds. Um, I guess just sort of my own thoughts to end the podcast is that At this stage, the way that we've done everything has been similar for the last couple of hundred years. So if we are to really tackle this climate change head on, then we really need to generally look at investing into technology innovation, whatever that may be. Because one of the biggest problems we're seeing now is we're trying to put it onto a green grid and it's failing, whether that's the wind in the UK or, you know, solar in Europe in the middle of winter. You know, so there's lots of different hurdles that we have to face. And then also comes back to the whole uh, concept of colonialism in history because the West colonised the world and got the benefits and the fruits of the labour. And now they're turning around to India, who they basically raped and pillaged for hundreds of years, saying, well, no, you can't do it and you can't be like us. You now have to change your ways. Uh, and similar with uh, China, how they enforced their the ways in China for a long time. And now they're turning around saying, well, no, you can't develop or you have to do it differently. So I guess in a way, the, the former colonial powers are turning around saying, well, just because you've got the head start and everything else, you can't stop us from doing it. You don't really have the right to say it. So quite a complex argument ahead. Uh, but overall, let's all uh, try and join together, sing Kumbaya and, you know, try and do a bit for the environment. All right, peace.